人。This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now, with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. It's happening all over again. Marianne Williamson has declared her candidacy for the presidency of the United States, the first Democrat to to declare her candidacy. And who is Marianne? Williamson. Well, just after September 11th, that infamous day, she declared on Larry King Live, when he was still doing his program, she declared, we have to wage peace. We have to wage peace. Her inclusion on the high-powered CNN panel after the 9-11 debacle reflected her newfound status as both a spiritual and political commentator. And she was emphatic about it. She says we have to wage peace to dismantle hatred. And hatred is our real problem. Few viewers really understood that the peace she was proposing was completely based on new age, new gospel principles. She identifies as God. Welcome to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation as always with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And you say, you've got to be kidding. She identifies as God. Well, yes, that's exactly what the New Age gospel is about. In fact, it's like so much going on in our planet today. Salvation by syncretism. It's as if it has become the global gospel unifying the planet in full-fledged embrace of the age of Aquarius. You remember that song? This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. All about peace and happiness. We have to wage peace. I thought that's what the hippie movement was all about, waging peace. But it didn't come around very peacefully, did it? The pursuit of utopianism through New Age mysticism is not utopia. In fact, it will lead to something so dramatically contrary that it's hard to imagine just how dramatically contrary it will lead. But today on Viewpoint, we're going to be take a look, taking a look at this issue of uh, salvation by syncretism because it is growing rapidly in our world, basically another way of euphemistically saying, I identify as God. Now, it's not just coming from New Agers. It's coming in every area of life. It's coming through even the realm of evangelical Christianity. Now, that may be a surprise, but it comes in on little cat feet. It slithers in in ways, just like a snake will slither into your premises. It slithers in in ways that you never thought even possible. And you don't even identify that it's there until all of a sudden it pops its head up, say, like a snake coming out of your toilet. You hear about those stories, right? And so what we're looking at today is this this whole concept of identifying as God. That's what's at the root of salvation by syncretism. 
Singer teams is the blending together of so many different ideas and philosophies and religions and religious beliefs and outlooks, all calculated to bring about a kind of utopian end to all things. Of course, through humankind. We don't need God to do this. We just need more time and we need more spirituality and we need more utopian vision and we need to just get rid of hatred. And so, as we speak in the glorious state of Washington, A law is in the process of being passed that would command people, basically give them not only the opportunity, but encourage them to tattle on one another, to reveal that people are using different language, different forms, different phrases, and so on, that are being deemed to be, well, not acceptable in common society, in proper society, in the new age society, in the utopian society, where we dare never speak anything that could possibly cause offense to someone else, even if it be in the name of Christ. So everything goes except the truth of the actual gospel. That's where we're heading very quickly and Again, I'm glad that you've joined us as we talk about this because this issue is brought forth in my new book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, in a chapter called Salvation by Syncretism. What people don't realize is that this book, Messiah, is not like any other book, perhaps, that you have ever seen concerning Messiah or that you would ever expect. Oh, yes, it is really about the Messiah, but it presents all of the alternative Messiahs that are coming about and how they are slithering into our minds, our hearts, our experiences, our acceptation of a counterfeit reality in order to achieve a kind of utopian salvation without God. Oh, we can say we still believe in God, but increasingly we're believing that we are becoming God. I know that sounds awfully strange to so many people, but when you read this new book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, you are going to see how rapidly this is prevailing in our society. And it doesn't It doesn't just come under the name of syncretism. How about the United Nations? That's the whole mystery of the United Nations. The United Nations calculating to bring a kind of utopian salvation to the world. That's what their Agenda 2030 is all about. That's what the Great Reset 2030 is all about. You see, all of it is uh, converging together in one surging maelstrom to compel the world into a new utopian belief system that makes everybody feel good about what is going to take place, what is taking place, and will ultimately bring peace on earth, goodwill toward men without Yeshua HaMashiach, the Messiah. 
So, before we go further and head into the first break, let me just uh, make available to you the book Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. It is uh, $22 on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage in heaven. And what is it when Alice Bailey wrote, The New Age is Upon Us? And we are witnessing the birth pangs of the new culture and the new civilization. Language that former President George H.W. Bush a century later declared before Congress on September 11th, 1990. What in the world is going on here? We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. The New Age spiritual guru leader, Marianne Williamson, who has just declared her presidency candidacy under the Democratic Party for the United States presidency, said back in her post-9-11 primetime interview on Larry King Live, we have to wage peace. That's exactly what one of the premier leaders of the European Union said several decades ago, we are changing everything. We have to wage peace. Now, I want to ask you a question. How do you wage peace? How do you wage peace? The only way you can wage peace is to somehow bring about a complete new system of compromises that people must agree to in order to proclaim that we have developed peace on earth, goodwill toward men. The problem with that is that there is going to be a significant group of people who are not going to be part of that movement, who are going to realize how completely artificial and phony it is, how completely heretical it is from a biblical standpoint, that it actually amounts to human beings becoming God in their own right. So they identify as God with Godhood as part of their character. And in order to achieve this ongoing Godhood status, humankind will amalgamate together to agree on virtually everything, and to dismiss anything that that might be disagreeable, just like what the state of Washington is trying to do right now with new legislation to enable people to tattletale on one another about anything that they disagree about, especially if it falls within the parameters of dissing New Age woke 
ideas. This is how the pattern is developing. And it is so amorphous to most of us that is it's like trying to nail jello to the wall. But it's also very, very real. Very real. Now, who on this planet doesn't want peace? I, I want peace, but I don't want peace at any price. So, we, all, we well know that real and lasting peace has been perpetually elusive on this planet. So how can this ever-elusive prize be finally grasped? That's the overarching salvation question with which the New Age, New Gospel believers grapple. And they're convinced that they have, at this ultimate moment of history, grasped the solution and its salvation by syncretism, blending everything together in a nice spiritualized blender out of which is going to come a utopian peace on earth brought about a salvation, an ultimate salvation brought about by humankind in their mature godhood. So peace will be the fruit of the synchristic roots, bringing the world and its peoples into global oneness. That's the goal, to bring the people into global oneness. You say, well, what could be wrong with that? It Wouldn't it be good if we all agreed together? Well, yeah, they tried to do that at the Tower of Babel, remember? And God looked down, Genesis chapter 11, God looked down, and he saw what was happening there, and he said, now nothing will be uh, restrained from them which they shall imagine to do. And so he confounded their language so they could not speak the same thing, so they could not understand one another, and they could not try in their counterfeit godhoodness to reach unto heaven and save themselves. But it's happening all over again. You could say it's deja vu all over again. So this pathway to the emerging peace is widen, winding, but it's broadening as uh, as time is going on. And its promise is capturing the political and the spiritual imagination of millions and the world's foremost leaders, whether of government or business or education or economics, legal, political, religious orientation. It's as if it has become the global gospel, the great good news unifying the planet on full-fledged embrace of the age of Aquarius. So we're there now. You know, as kids, little kids... They're supposed to, they're going on a trip with their parents and they, after five minutes or 10 minutes, they're asking, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Well, people are getting frustrated. We're not there yet. So they're going to become there by identifying as God. So it's the great hope of the ages that the, the messianic key will soon be in our grasp to open the door to the long last Long for promised land of peace on earth and global unity where we will all wage peace rather than war. So who could who could possibly resist that kind of a promise? But again, before we 
grasp this and say, yeah, 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 what a wonderful thing. The question is, at what price piece? What's to be sacrificed in order to achieve this supposed glorious salvation? What beliefs, convictions, and truths have to be denied, or what new truths must be embraced to produce this universal oneness? So we want to talk about that here in the balance of the program here today. And it's all about the new Christ. The new Christ, the representation of the God you're identifying as, is the new age Christ, who teaches that we are in the final stage of spiritual development. You could call it the collectivized realization that we ourselves are actually a God in the making. So this new Christ warns that those who are unable to move to the highest level of their nature by acknowledging their progressive godhood as being actually part of God will not be part or be able to be part of this new peaceful future. So what's going to happen? Well, this new Christ further states that anyone opposing his peace process will be submitted to his selection process. That's a euphemism, friends, for being eradicated from the planet as an enemy of world peace and harmony. So, let's go back a bit to a woman by the name of Alice Bailey, who was at the early stages of the modern New Age movement. She made clear, and here's what she said, the spirit has gone out of the old faiths And the true spiritual light is transforming itself into a new form which will manifest on earth eventually as the new world religion. She said the new age is upon us and we are witnessing the birth pangs of the new culture and new civilization. That's language that President George H.W. Bush virtually quoted when he addressed Congress on September 11th, 1990, and he said, out of these troubled times, a new world order can emerge, a new era in the quest for peace. And he said that new era is as a new world struggling to be born. Really? So, about this expectation of a new world a new era of perfect peace, a utopian heaven on earth, maybe Alice Bailey best summarizes it with these words. Humanity in all lands today awaits the coming one. No matter what, by what name they may call him, the Christ is sensed on his way. Now, people might say, oh, well, she was looking forward to the return of Christ. No. She's not looking forward to the return of Christ. She is looking forward to the new age Christ, i.e. you as as Savior being created by the unification of the world in a one world peace identified salvation corporately. Professed experience 
is going to be progressively replacing theology and actual truth about God, since we are God in the making. Again, here's what Alice Bailey says. Therefore, in the new world order, spirituality will supersede theology. Living experience will take the place of theological acceptances. What she's saying is, no more theology, no more truth as set forth in the Bible. No, this is about feelings. This is about, I feel spiritual. I identify as spiritual. And you hear people talk about this. You hear them on television. You hear them in a variety of differences. Well, I'm spiritual. If you don't understand what they're really saying, you can be sucked in by this. They're not saying that they're spiritual or spiritually minded from the standpoint of the Christian faith. What they're saying is that inside me, I feel spiritual. Therefore, I am becoming like God. Now, they wouldn't put it in those words unless they're a new ager, but that's exactly what they're saying. Because I don't need God, and I don't need theology, and I don't need truth. I just need spiritual feelings. So that's that's the foundation for a global unity movement that has been growing now. I've been watching it grow from coast to coast. It's growing worldwide. And quite frankly, friends, it's like the engines of diabolical deceit that have fostered and fertilized this movement to establish the final moment of history, the deceiver's greatest goal when he said, I will be like the Most High. I'll ascend up to heaven. I'll set my exalt my throne above the stars of God. I'll sit upon the mount of the congregation, the temple mount. I'll be like the Most High. That's the spirit of what is taking place. So it's, it's kind of like... If you think about it, the pursuit of ever-elusive peace and global prosperity to mankind, it's, it's like seeking the pot at the end of the rainbow. No matter how far you go to what you think is the end of the rainbow, you never get there. But the idea is believing that we need only be a little more patient to experience the fulfillment of our individual divinity in global unity and oneness. There's no need for a savior or a divine Messiah. Our real need, humans are reasoning, is not to be reconciled to God, but to be reconciled only to one another, because after all, we're all metamorphosing into God and will thus save ourselves and the planet. So that, by the way, is where environmentalism comes in as part of this new world religion. So in order to maybe grasp more deeply the globalization of the new spiritual synthetically forming new world order, one world unifying religion based upon trust and self-salvation, we have to follow its I guess your, it's seductive pathway through our modern times. So we're going to do that uh, after this upcoming break. And I want to, uh, again, uh, share this book with you, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. 
And we're just talking about a small portion here. Helping us to understand the bigger picture of what actually is taking place and why Jesus said the deception is going to be so, so great that if it were possible, even the very small remnant elect would be deceived. Now, Jesus was trying to help the disciples understand that the the tremendous danger of what was coming just before his second coming. The book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, $22 on our website, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. You're writing a check at $5 for postage and handling it. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archive. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Identifying as God, that is the increasing move of our world uh, in order to achieve the long-sought peace on earth, goodwill toward men without the Messiah, the true Prince of Peace. And as humankind does this or seeks to achieve this, it will become ever more dangerous on this planet for true followers of Jesus Christ. It's happening right before our eyes, even through government, to wall off and declare unworthy and even dangerous Christians who hold to true biblical ideas and teaching. So let's trace at least as much as we can in the next 15 minutes or so. Let's try to trace uh, how this has been developing over the last uh, 100 years or so. We've already talked about Alice Bailey, and uh, uh, probably one of the early founders of the so-called New Age movement, when she says, Humanity in all lands today awaits the coming one, no matter by what name they may call him, the Christ is sensed on his way. What she means by that is you are becoming Christ because you're becoming and engaging in Christ consciousness through your own spirituality. So your the New World Order, she says, 
spirituality as she's defining it will supersede theology and living experience will take the place of biblical truth or theological acceptances. All right. There was a fellow several decades ago. He was called the Prophet of Hope, kind of an unusual title ascribed to Dr. Robert Mueller, uh, the former Assistant Secretary General of the United Nations. And he made it clear that world unity cannot be achieved simply through political unions and alliances. Such unity, according to Dr. Mueller, requires a one-world religion. So, in his book, he defines a counterfeit body. The Bible talks about the body of Christ, but Dr. Mueller describes a counterfeit body, a spiritual body. In fact, his book is called New Genesis Shaping a Global Spirituality. And here's what he says. I would never have thought I would discover spirituality in the United Nations. Perhaps spirituality is such a fundamental human need that it always reappears in one form or another in life and throughout the history, and we are about to witness now its renaissance in a global planetary context. So, in 1993, the year we formed Save America Ministries, Dr. Mueller delivered his historic Parliament of World Religions first keynote address calling for a permanent institution dedicated to pursuing religious unity. He said, we are entering a new period of spiritual evolution, a period of rising planetary consciousness and global living, which is expected to result in the perfect unity of the human family. Does that not sound like that song? This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius, peace and army. Oh, my goodness. That's exactly what this is about. We were introduced to the spirit of that in the 1960s. And it didn't look pretty then, and it doesn't look pretty now. So central to Dr. Mueller's theology are views of a, quote, divine United Nations, unquote, and a, quote, cosmic Christ, unquote. He said if Christ came back to earth, his first visit would be to the United Nations to see if his dream of human oneness and brotherhood had come true. Then he went on to say these astounding words. I often visualize of the United Nations, which would be the body of Christ. In other words, the people themselves, in effect, have become Christ. Because they don't need Christ, they just need consciousness, spiritual consciousness, a rising planetary consciousness, a perfect unity of the human family. They don't need a Savior. And through all of this, Dr. Mueller maintained his status as a Catholic Christian. In fact, he ultimately linked the United Nations mission to Roman Catholicism. Pope John Paul II said that we were the stonecutters and artisans of a cathedral which we might never see in its finished beauty. That's what he was talking about. 
All of this is part of one of the most prodigious pages of evolution. It will require the detachment and objectivity of future historians to apprise the real significance of the United Nations, said Dr. Robert Mueller. Now, we're tracing how this has developed. So we're going to go back a little bit further to France in 1881. There was a fellow by the name of Pierre Tillard de Chardin who was born then. Evolution was the passion of his life. As a Jesuit priest of the Catholic Church, he pursued his first love, blending the physical and spiritual worlds under the banner of evolution. He said the Christ, this is the Christ of the D, of Desjardins, was not the Christ of the Gospels. For him, Christ had to fit into the theory of evolution. So according to Teilhard's concept of evolution, God had previously evolved enough to express himself through human consciousness. So uh, Chardin's process of evolution concludes with man becoming conscious of who he is, God. In other words, identifying as God. So he said Christ is above all the God of evolution, the supreme summit of the evolutionary movement, evolving into a super Christ. Humanity is the highest phase so far of evolution, beginning to change into a superhumanity, like humanity 2.0 that the tech scientists now are envisioning. The Omega Point. He's the most widely read author. That is Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, the most widely read author within the New Age movement. In fact, his ideas gained acceptance among many Catholic leaders, including Pope John Paul II. And he influenced most of the prominent United Nations leaders of his day. We're tracing this now. We go back to Dr. Robert Mueller now. Mueller in the... New Era magazine made the final connection with all this, saying it is necessary that we have a world government centered on the United Nations. We can credit the coming world government to the influence of the writings of Teilhard de Chardin. So bringing all the world's religions into cooperation with the United Nations. Then... Dr. Mueller, in 1997, exalted during the 50th anniversary of the United Nations, he said, we launched again the idea of united religions and drafted to give birth to a united religions, and he said, I will be the father of the united religions. Now, this kind of stuff, you may think, is far out. This is not far out in the mind and heart of the major leaders of our world. This is their reality. This is the new synchristic reality, a global consciousness spiritualizing everything in that the sense that uh, you as a human being are becoming God, achieving your godhood. Very much like what 
Mormons declare. Their belief is based upon this. As man is, God once was. As God is, man is becoming. I want you to think about that if you happen to be a Mormon. They bought into this idea long ago in the 1800s. So exchanging trust in the truth of the Bible as God's revealed word for trust in man's experience and relationships is becoming the new model of Christian ecumenism. So let's talk about this word ecumenism. It's been on the march. It started out with somehow getting the Christian churches to come into a place of unity and oneness. But it didn't end there. It has moved into interfaith oneness. Ecumenism evolved into the interfaith movement. Now, just to show you how subtle and seductive all of this is, uh, there's a new model of Christian ecumenism. Very seductive, and it's designed to break down walls of division and to ignore biblical truth in favor of personal feelings and experience. So, in order to understand this, we'll use one illustration. Cecil Mel Robeck of Fuller Seminary, an Assemblies of God pastor, he said, we will not get embroiled in disputes involving Scripture or homosexuality because it would have the potential to derail our effort. Well, who is he talking about? Well, Cecil Robeck on a 12-member committee for Global Christian Forum. And the Christian Century magazine reported something pretty astounding concerning this movement. You and I need to understand this to grasp the seduction that is taking place and how rapidly and broadly it is being received. We'll be right back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Welcome back to Viewpoint. This march of interfaith ecumenism that we're talking about uh, as a progressive, yes, within the churches, a progressive movement 
uh, of toward self-proclaimed godhood. So here is a fellow, a Cecil Mel Robeck, of Fuller Seminary, one of the chief evangelical seminaries in the country. It was located just a couple of miles from my law office there in Southern California, in Pasadena, California. I spoke once a month there at the uh, uh, a, a gathering place in Pasadena uh, to Christian businessmen's uh, gathering just about a block away from Fuller Seminary. The influence of Fuller Seminary was great, still is. Well, Cecil Roebuck, with Fuller Seminary, an Assemblies of God pastor, is on a 12-member committee for, or was on a 12-member committee for Global Christian Forum. So the Christian Century Magazine, which is a liberal magazine, reported, after keeping a low profile for several years, advocates of a fresh approach to ecumenism are going public. About 240 leaders from the Vatican, World Evangelical Alliance, Orthodox churches, historic Anglican and Protestant communions, and Pentecostal and independent churches gathered on November 6th to 9th, 2007, for the Global Christian Forum. What was their purpose? to advance the new approach based on personal testimony. Not the, the truth of the Bible, but on personal testimony. In other words, my own identification as a spiritual person. Just one month earlier, Catholic Cardinal Avery Dulles admitted the potential for harmonizing doctrines was exhausted, necessitating what he called an ecumenism of mutual enrichment by means of personal testimony, unquote. In other words, it's all about my feelings. He said testimony must trump truth so as to build trust in man. Hmm. Trust in man. I thought the Bible warned us about that. This is a seductive false unity movement that requires you to spiritually dance with the devil, the very deceiver himself. The Bible declares that Yeshua, Christ, the anointed one, the Mashiach, the Holy One of Israel, was the express image of God's person, upholding all things by the word of his power. He declared, I and my Father are one. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He said, I am the way, the truth, and no and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. But that's not enough anymore. In fact, those things are not believed. They're being cast away in pursuit of a new form of unity. Interfaithism and ecumenism are marching on to a louder and more incessant drumbeat. The third parliament of the world's religions met uh, in December of 1999 in South Africa. 6,000 delegates from more than 200 different religious groups. The Catholic theologian Hans Kung said he maintains a horizon of hope that the 21st century might witness unity among churches, peace among religions, and community among nations. 
So he's all part of it. The Catholic Church has been part of this movement. Evangelical churches, in many respects, have been part of this movement. It's as if syncretism has become sexy. Well, no wonder the Bible warns about being seduced. The word seduced uh, is directly related to sexual seduction. So this is happening seductively. It's making people feel like something nice is happening. It gives them good feelings for the moment. But it's not going to end up with good feelings, friends. If syncretism is now sexy, it has to be supremely alluring to the natural mind, even as it's being presented seductively in religious garb. So there's a global allurement now to all of this. Globalization, when we talk about global, uh, a new world order or globalization, it's not merely economic, environmental, or governmental. It's bound together through the sinews of spirituality. That's why the Pope is deemed to be the go-to guy for the new world order. Bringing the sense of spirituality, of some sort of moral authority, that allows the secular version of the new world order to go on blissfully and gain acceptance worldwide. Now, this is happening in in so many, many different ways. Uh, The German government is, is constructing a house of worship for all faiths in Berlin called the House of One. Did you know about that? A $57 million project. Then there's the Temple of All Religions. In the capital city of the Republic of uh, Tatarstan in Russia. Then there's the Church of All Religions. And then there's Baha'i and religious unity. In fact, we have a chapter in uh, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, all about Baha'i, because it is the most, shall we say, it is uh, seen by the United Nations as capturing the entire spirit of the new global order in its spirituality. Something you probably have, you may have never heard about. Baha'i, you'll hear about it when you read the book. Then you've got the Pope promoting good atheists. That was his promise. Pope Francis, at his morning mass on May 22nd, 2013, the Lord has redeemed all of us, all of us with the blood of Christ, even atheists, everyone. We're all created children in the likeness of God, and therefore we're becoming God. There's no need for a divine Messiah. The Pope's declaration was intended to facilitate global oneness, regardless of religious beliefs or the absence thereof. 
It's a classic example of Christian syncretism. Then there's the emerging church movement. First we had the, the uh, church growth movement. Then we had the uh, seeker-sensitive movement that ushered in the emerging church movement that is moving through uh, the so-called evangelical churches today. You have Kabbalah within the uh, uh, Judaism. You have Freemasonry and Kabbalah all tied together. And that brings us to Albert Pike, one of the premier Freemason gurus, talking about Masonic religious belief. Here's what he said. Lucifer is God. And unfortunately, Adonai, that is Christ, is also God. For the absolute can only exist as two gods, darkness being necessary for light to serve as its foil. Thus, the doctrine of Satanism is heresy. And the true and pure philosophical religion is the belief in Lucifer, the equal of Adonai. But Lucifer, God of light and God of good, is struggling for humanity against Adonai, the God of darkness and evil. Notice how he reverses things. That's the doctrine of Alice Bailey laying the foundation for the entire New Age spiritual movement, undergirding the final stages of the rapidly emerging one world order. We don't have time to go into all the further details, but what, what we're talking about here, you could call it a massive messianic uh, masquerade ball. Also alluring, God is whoever we want him to be, even if he actually is me, or I'm actually him, or becoming him, along with untold billions progressively united in redefining deity while denying observable reality. So as Time magazine set the stage for the messianic mass to come off, it was the cover story of April 5th, 1993, when they, the cover portrayed a cross made up of many photos of Americans. In the lower right-hand corner were these words, the generation that forgot God. And they said Americans were constructing a custom-made God, one made in their own image. In other words, they were becoming God. This is the most amazing thing, friends. This is the messianic age, yes. But who is becoming the Messiah? The whole world, including not just the, the uh, religious world, but the governmental world, the secular, the scientific world, the educational world, all of them are moving inexorably toward this amazing unifying factor as they see it that you are becoming God. You're identifying as God. Now, here's why they can come to this conclusion and think that it brings about peace. If you identify as God, and I identify as God, and sister and brother so-and-so identify as God, then we can't possibly bring or call one another to task 
about what we believe because we're each God. Therefore, there will be nothing but harmony on earth as the song, The Age of Aquarius, tells us. There will be wonderful harmony because we're all becoming God. We all have Christ consciousness. We are all Christ in itself, a a global spiritualized consciousness. And if you're God and I'm God and everybody else is God and on the way to God, becoming God, then we can't quibble with one another. We just accept one another with whatever beliefs we have, and that's how world unity and peace will be achieved. There will be no resistance. And anybody who disagrees with that viewpoint must and will be selected out as the enemies of world peace. Please don't take what I'm saying here lightly. This is what is happening. It's one facet of the bigger picture of what is happening. It's foundational to it all. When you read the book Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, you're going to find so many, many different ways in which this is being manifested. Then, also, there is much in this book that lays the foundation for Jewish people who are struggling with understanding to help them, perhaps, at long last, to embrace Yeshua as Messiah. $22 on our website, saveus.org. $22. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Read it with care. And thanks so much for joining us. Become a partner, friends. Send your gifts by faith to Save America Ministries. We're preparing the way of the Lord for history's final hour. Do you sense that? Get behind us, will you? You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home. 